Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast, an AEW podcast. We have the man, Jared, here with us, a distant observer to the left. Let's talk AEW. We are going to go through Dynamite Rampage and try to do a little bit of predicting for Full Gear just in case we wind up doing our next pod after Full Gear instead of instead of before. And it gives people time to absorb our wonderful opinions oh, on these yeah. all things that matter. Oh, yeah. Because our opinion is the thing that matters. It needs time to marinate. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Your wrestling work week starts with Dynamite. Dynamite. Alan Angels versus Kenny Omega. This match, uh, I remember right when Alan Angels got signed, before I think he was even part of the Dark Order, they had this match on just like a, a little studio environment. I remember it was like one of the first pandemic matches that I thought were like great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought that match was awesome. And I, I'm glad that they're calling back to it with a match like this, where Alan just really seemed to, at some points, really have Kenny's number. Right. Right. It was. I thought it was well done. I really I like did. the finish. I was a little bit surprised that he did as well with Kenny as he did. But also, that's kind of the blueprint of the company, is that if you get to wrestle these big-name guys, you get... It may surprise it, someone. Well, you get enough time to show that you can fit in here, and then maybe you get that again. You get to audition for bigger moments. Absolutely. You, if you get if you get to and we see it again in Rampage with Daniel Bryan. And I thought that was fantastic as oh, well. Oh yeah. Punk's obligatory promo segment. This was he comes out, he lets us know how much respect he has for John Moxley, who has, you know, he's gone to rehab and good for him and we all hope wish him the best. Absolutely. And I thought Punk's words here were great. I thought um, him talking about the hamster wheel and the amount of pressure these people can feel, and especially a guy like Mox, who did, in a lot of ways, decide to walk. He he felt pressure on this wheel, and then when he decides with Jericho through conversations that I'm going to leave and go jump on something else, probably in his mind for a moment it was, I won't have to be a part of all this that's driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. But then when he walks into the other room, it becomes, yeah, but everything's on my shoulders. Yeah, he was a huge part of the company in its earlier days. You could say that outside of... Still is, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Outside of the owners and Jericho, he was the biggest thing that happened to the company. And then he carried it for the first year. more than Jericho in some ways. Uh, Well, (sighs) Jericho's first little bit, like the first chunk of the company was like a Jericho-driven kind of thing because he was the champion, right? Well, I also think that pre even having an event for TV contracts for things like that, you needed a name people knew, and Chris Jericho was that. That's true. And you needed, and he and Jericho proved when he went to Japan first that all things were possible. Oh yeah, crazy. It set the template for what winds up being an open door and all these other things. Okay, so when we move into the faction warfare segment of your show, which the AEW does a lot of faction warfare, which is cool. I'm good with it. Cole, Bucks, Lackey are backstage talking about how tough they are. Christian Luchasaurus rolled up on them. We get the brawl. We get them brawling back out into where people can see it. We get the concerto. We get Cole twitching, as nobody else seems to think is a big deal. That Cole's down there twitching after he just got here, <laughs> which is okay. I get it. It's kayfabe, but... Hmm. Kayfabe, maybe we should get an ambulance. Tony's for like, him. that guy should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, but then we move. I on. did love Tony. He was like yelling, gonna get his ass or stuff like that. Tony is so the funny. is the mark of all marks, dude. He has. I think Tony is is. We, we've given him a lot of praise, but even then, I think he plays so well off a lot of the competitors that it makes them better. Like oh, Adam Cole getting told, like telling him to get out of the ring, nerd. It's incredible. Right. Dude, him playing off Britt Baker when she was early on as a heel, like almost made her in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Like she's mega talented, but helps people buy in when he's like doing his, uh, oh, y- yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. FTR. Triple A title match with Aerostar and a man who looks a lot like Kalisto. Samurai Del Sol. Samurai Del Sol. I thought this was a good match. Yes. I thought Aerostar almost died and then for the rest of the match looked a little off. Yeah, you think? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, he he does like a taker dive. (laughs) He does. He does. It it went well, though. It went well and then we... And still... I, I don't... We'll talk about this when we get to the other part, but I, I think FTR keeps these belts for a little bit. I 100% agree. They'll yeah. probably lose them on like a AAA show or something like that. Right. I doubt they do it on TV over here. Or, that makes or sense. full gear. Or full gear, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I suspect that AAA, if they're going to do this, wants to get some FTR and AEW coverage yes. on their events, right? Like they did with Kenny a little bit. Maybe more so than what they did with Kenny. Faction Warfare, Jericho, America's Top Team, you... I did not watch this segment. I, I figured you didn't. Mid-90s cliche promos. It was a long segment. I and noticed that when I was fast-forwarding through it, because I was like, if it's short, maybe I'll watch it. But no, it was long. Yeah, it, what winds up happening is they, they say we're going to have this fight, but then it's going to be Hagar versus DeSantos and Santana versus Orlovsky, Jericho versus Lambert. And then eventually we're going to get the payoff at the pay-per-view, so... I just like I Jericho is there. There is a Cody verse, and then there is somewhat of a Jericho verse. Honestly, and the inner circle is in Jericho's verse, which is a bit of a shame because I do wish Pride and Powerful could get away from these type of things. And Sammy too. More, I wish Sammy could more than them. But <laughs> yeah, it's how many times are we going to watch the inner circle in some form of a street fight, whateverly what cinematic match on a pay per view? They're great. They're great. We have loved the Stanford, the Stampede, Stadium Stampede matches and stuff like that. But I mean, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I, I, I want Pride and Powerful to be challenging for tag team titles. I want Sammy to be, well, he is the champion right now, but I'd like him to be able to stay in that format rather than yes, back yeah. into this every it's now It's so and cool that he's champion and he's, he's had some good matches. It's just, I would like to see more of that, especially against like younger guys like Sammy. Mm-hmm. He's one of the pillars, right? So, like, I don't know. According to MJF, he's one of the pillars. And MJF makes these decisions. I agree. Hater versus Anna J. What do you think about this? Uh, Hater sells like a mad woman. Yes. I uh, think Hater is a star. She's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's incredible. I really, really like Hater. If you were going to name pillars of the women's division right now. I'd like to say, I'd say Anna J, Ty Conti. Not not counting like Brit, if that makes sense. Like when I'm talking about like pillars, I almost talk about people who in the future will be. That's what that's what MJF's talking about with like MJF, Darby, Jungle Boy, uh, Sammy, Sammy. It's like those guys are they aren't like main event, main event, world title scene. Mm-hmm. Right. I believe they absolutely will be. But if we're talking about like that in the women's division, not counting Brit and all that, 
I do think it's like Ty Conti, Anna J, hopefully Hater. They're really pushing Red Velvet too. And I don't 100% see it with Red Velvet yet, but she's got a lot of passion. So what about maybe. Jade? Oh, yeah, Jade. Yeah, what am I thinking? I think Jade is definitely there. I, I was just trying to run through matches in my head, and I just, there's not been a lot of Jade matches, so I just kind of. So you would put Deed, Britt, Thunder Rosa as the current. And, current and these other these other people, the TBS title fighters, as the perspective who the company is going to be based on in the future. More or less, yeah. Okay, I got you. Which is the right way to do it, I think. NJF promo, he keeps it kind of above board for him. Not, yeah, it, not it was shady. very, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he was insulting, but he didn't, like, low-blow him constantly throughout the promo. <laughs> I, was, I, I was appreciative of that. Now, the Stinger comes out, and as... Stinger has done through his whole career. Somehow he didn't check to make sure everybody behind him was on his side. He has, like, horse blinders on. He has no <laughs> peripheral vision. No, he doesn't hear anything. Stinger's a wonderful man, but for... Gullible. An icon. <laughs> he is quite gullible, right? And gullible. so he winds up getting jumped. <laughs> Again, it's just, it happens every week, man. By the pinnacle, and then you have... Darby, although we'll say this, MJF gets duped too because Darby is the invisible man in the crowd. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved the concept of the dark hero the invisible man would be or if it, it, just lining up with Darby, it seems like the kind of spot he'd be good in. Him being there totally meant you didn't know who he was until you looked and you saw him periodically. Who's, what, what? And then as soon as they get in the picture together, you go, oh, right. That's my guy right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then he jumps him and they have the brawl and then MJF the parting, the parting the seas thing where Darby just hits him like a truck and just flips over. When he hits him and knocks him over the barricade, dude, if MJF doesn't give right right there, that's a good way to hurt your back. That is Big a time. tough situation, but they pulled it off. He came in like a ton. He just... Whoo. Yeah, man. If you, if you don't have your hips like above the line, your back's just gonna get like. I guess though, if, if you if you're dealing with Darby, you know he's going to be a torpedo at some point. You you absolutely have to assume he will hit you at maximum velocity. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Which is great. Yeah, Cody Andrade. Oh my god, Wolf, what a mess! Did you know what they need to do for Cody? What did you say you you call call it the Cody verse? You had a new term for it. Uh, the Cody tax is what I'm going to refer to it when we have to have some segment on Dynamite that's related to Cody. Because he, of course, being the one who gave us what we get to enjoy yes. on Wednesday and Friday Yes, nights. we have to pay uh, every time he comes on, and it's a segment that causes me to groan. We have to pay our Cody tax. Our Cody tax, yes. Crossing the bridge to happiness, right? <laughs> or something like that. They need to... You know how they always accuse... I'm not saying they, that they're not right. They always accuse the WWE <laughs> of having like piped-in sound. Yeah. We're going to have to do that with Cody. Oh, yeah. It, it, next week. Because they're like, going to have to pipe in Cody chants. Cody, Cody, Cody. Yeah. We need to be able to do that little jazz thing right there and then maybe an applause button every now and then just yeah. to make sure people cheer for him. Yeah. When he tells jokes, give him a rim shot every now and then. It's just. I had no clue you had like a soundboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, what's crazy is. <laughs> Cody's out there, and he literally... Here's the problem with being Cody right now, okay? Cody books his own sh- and we know it. Absolutely. It's a mess. So you can book whatever you want, because he can book Santa Claus with a run-in. They're going to boo it. Oh, yeah. he's the one who's deciding this. So if he decides, 
hey, I'm going to stand out here and 17 people are going to beat me up and they're going to cut me and they're going to hurt me. Nobody cares because no. it's not Tony Khan doing it to him. It's not somebody that's I a heel no doing it to him. It's getting. It's why. It's why once Hunter became a part of the McMahon family, he had to be a heel at all. He times. had to be different because nobody's going to cheer him. Right. Vince McMahon can't go out there and say, "Hey, send the good guys out here to beat me up, and send the bad guys out here to beat me up." No. If, no. if Vince McMahon, to be honest. The only time Cody was really the baby face early on was when Hunter was his opposition in a fictitious yeah. way, right? Yeah. Um, or in a non-corporate way. Yes. Not inside our corporation way. Vince is the reason why Tony can say whatever he wants and he's still the baby face, right? Because Vince is always going to be the heel in a wrestling scenario because of who Vince McMahon is. Yeah. And Cody doesn't have, there is, there will not be a person like that unless he figures out a way to bring Hunter back into it. You know what I mean? Because and nobody don't put it past him. He already he already threatened to do the pedigree. I would, if I was him, I would. If he it's did the, the pe- only way to get it. If he did the pedigree, he'd be a heel, and it would eventually be a face as a heel. Because people would just like when, whenever everybody was booing Rollins in the other company, when he was a babyface. As soon as he decided to embrace the hate. Boom, people pop for him. Yeah, and that's exactly. How, that's where Cody's got to go eventually. And he just keeps pushing it off. But, but that him like him losing because FTR interferes. Correct. We'll get back to Why the match. We just get they a have match, a good bro. match, right? It is a good match. And he gets up ahead of steam and he's running. And Andrade had alluded to there could be somebody else involved in helping me out since the other people are banned from. Why is Malachi Black banned from ringside? Why is Malachi right? Black in this? Because he's got a lot of heat too, right? It, well, at first it was, I'm going to, Cody's going to get with Malachi and that's going to rebuild him, which I don't know how they thought that was possible, but that's what they thought. Boom, we get all of this. The, so FTR hits him with the belts. He hits the ground. Everybody winds up beating him up. Johnny is this cool finisher. We get, you know, everybody loves the death triangle, right? So we get Pac and the Lucha Brothers come out, try to help out. Arn and Tully almost square up. I saw that and I, I just I couldn't help but groan. I was like, I don't want to see these old men beat each other up. Arn's gonna shoot him. Who did Arn wind up attacking? Who was the one that was hurt? I don't even remember. Somebody was he spot, he spot, Oh, the manager. Yeah, it was in a neck brace. Yeah, <laughs> and Arn attacks that guy. It's like thanks, Arn. Yeah, Arn, Arn attacked the only guy less likely to fight back than Tully. I do find it funny. Arn did an yeah. interview this week where he's like, listen, I don't actually carry guns on me all the time, but if, don't carjack me. If, <laughs> Which if, I, I think it's funny that he's trying to like distance himself from that, but every time I think about Arn, all I think about is the Glock promo. Well, it's kind of bad. When, when, it was iconic. When Arn saw what was going on and didn't pull out a gun and start capping people, Absolutely. you were upset. I was. I wanted him to shoot Tully. If, <laughs> If I'm if I'm in a faction where I'm opposite Arn Anderson, I'm doing Kevlar vests every day. Just not even mentioning the fact that we're walking out here with Kevlar on. I'm the we're the shield. Yeah, I was gonna make a shield joke. <laughs> or uh, what was that? Uh, what was that group of guys in like MLW that came out wearing like Kevlar vests or whatever? Oh my God. They were actually pretty. They good. They were really good. They were some good ass wrestlers. Yeah, but they again, it was like I think that'd be an advantage. And a disadvantage in mobility, but a, a huge advantage. I mean, in they were hit. They were pretty, pretty much flying around. They were doing mm-hmm. like sentons and stuff with the Kevlar on, which I, I thought is uh, unfair. 
<laughs> I think that's an advantage. <laughs> okay, so that winds up, and he gets booed, of course, as we're going out. And he always time. gets booed. It's it's so funny to me that he just he he hears it and he just thinks, oh, I'm so close to winning them over, and he's he's getting more wrong by the day. He's light years away from winning. Light them over. years. Nobody wants that. Rampage comes out, and we get Daniel Bryan versus Bowen and, here, yeah, Anthony uh, Bones, your boy Caster. <laughs> Gives an, a horrible rap with a pretty good punchline at the it's end. It's terrible. Okay. It's, it's so corny. It's so corny. Him. I like it. But the the dichotomy here is I can't stand him, but I love Bowen. Bowen's is great. And this was a really good matchup right here. And I thought Daniel Bryan did a good job of, of allowing this kid to showcase what he had. The same way Kenny did. It worked. Punk comes out next as Daniel, of course, goes over. Punk comes out next. Oh, I didn't write down the fact the I'm sorry, we have to go back. Dynamite's actual main event, even though Cody was all the mess, was Orange Cassidy and Miro. Yeah. To see who was, was in the final. Great match. Punk had claimed, of course, that Eddie not being there meant he could not be in the competition to see who would wrestle Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. So he kind of implied that Eddie had cost us the opportunity to see CM Punk versus Brian Danielson. Then we get this matchup to see who it will be, and Miro is ready for God. He gives he, when Miro comes out, he gives God a little bit of the side eye. Dude, that that promo he cuts is so good. But when he did you notice that at the top of the ramp, he kind of looks at the sky and then gives it the side eye, like, really, God, this is what you have me doing now. I love it. Uh, Miro is so doing the best work of his whole career. The minute details he hits home runs with, and then he goes out there and they, him and Orange have a, have a great match. He, uh, Orange puts him through a table. Fun mix of styles. It really was, and I have thought at times I don't understand how Orange works with everybody, and yet they have managed to give him good matches. I, I think part of stuff. it is just wrestling is probably at its most fun when there's strong characters interacting in the ring. And and Orange Cassidy versus Miro are two very strong characters. Polar opposites. Absolutely. Yep. Miro cares so much, and he's so brutal, and Orange Cassidy is just kind of lacks until he springs into action. Right. And then, we, of course, Miro winds up going over, and we're getting... Somewhat of a dream match with Miro and Brian. Uh, okay, I'm up to the point where I can which name goes first. Brian Danielson. <laughs> Daniel Bryanson. Yeah, Brian Danielson is going to be your finals at the pay-per-view, which is great. What a killer match. Yes. We could have seen it at any point in the last, like, seven years. But it's different now for a lot of reasons. Correct. Well, Miro's character's different. Miro, again, I think Miro's doing easily the best work of his career. Yeah, yeah he's absolutely. so good. And, okay, I will say this, though. Online, people keep talking about how much better... Brian Danielson is than he was a he's, month he's ago. Always, he's like, always been great. As <laughs> I think on. he's getting to show it with people who wrestle differently, so it's kind of maybe standing out more, if that makes sense. But he's he's always been great. That dude, man. That dude has match of the years every time he walks out there. Yeah. And that, it doesn't matter if he's out there. With he's done the, it for years and years and years. Doesn't matter. Last 20 he's years. Wrestling. He's the best. He's know? the best. <laughs> and that's what I was saying at the end of his WWE run on the other pods. I was like, if if he really hangs it up, Watch these matches because the likes of a Daniel Bryan don't come around. No, and he's once better, in a generation performer. He's better than anybody. And Arguably the goat. Yeah, absolutely. Once you ring the bell, once you ring the bell, of, oh, you for know, sure, he's the guy. Punk, Eddie. This was the to me. I'm as much good wrestling as we had all week in all in all aspects, both this company and the other ones. This was segment of the week. This was the moment. Of absolutely. The week. And Punk calls out Eddie, says Eddie might not be here because the music goes and he doesn't play. Eddie comes out. 
Eddie comes out. I love the way he walks down when he's mad. He he really is just there's a realness to it. <laughs> and Eddie Eddie unloads. First, it's I was at home. I thought I had COVID. I, I didn't want to get any of these people around here sick. And you know, like I, I assume that whoever's name he said their child is high risk. Because, he said monkey. I think he tried to say Moxley, and he just messed up in the moment. I'm pretty sure. Okay. He literally said monkey, though. I, I just watched the segment again. Okay. But he turned around after that, and he's basically, punk, everything ain't about you, was the point of that. And punk, everything is always about punk. Always. And it always has been. And I have said before... At some point, we have to get the real punk because this guy that the crowd loves ain't who I've seen for he the, was his whole career. And finally, Eddie drug it out of him. And it came with Eddie saying, Just petty. Dude, Eddie, I don't know if all this stuff is true. It felt it true. It felt so true. Eddie laid it into him. Eddie told him, Hey, you know, I used to look up to this guy just like the rest of y'all. And this guy never. Cared about nothing but himself. But he didn't say it like that. What he said was, you made you belittled me when I was breaking into the business. You, and, he, and Punk was a trainer at ROH. Punk was a big part of ROH. You know, Punk tried to say, well, Joe was in on it too. Daniel Bryan was in on it too. We all expected you to be more than you were. But then he goes, if he'd stayed right there, it would have been the same old Punk. I, th- I think this this segment was so good because of how petty it felt like at any point these guys could have just stopped and at least come to some kind of thing but every time they said something they always said to add something at the end that was just that lengthened the argument which is is and punk's good punk started with that same smug look on his face oh and you saw where eddie saw oh i got him <laughs> and, and eddie knew oh he's pissed now and <laughs> eddie did a little mad <laughs> and eddie went all in at that point because as soon as he said i see you're a little mad he said i want the crowd to hear something and i want you to open up ears and hear it too and he got right in his face and he said nobody wants you here and he wasn't talking about the crowd no <laughs> he said not one of them boys in the back wants you here you they're took, all count- you took- they won't say it but i'll say it right and when you look at it of course Punk brings eyes to the product. Oh, yeah. But if you're a wrestler that's not top-of-the-card guy, even if you're Christian, Punk, oh, and I said the obligatory Punk promo. Punk is a promo every episode. Yeah. Punk wrestles every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like... It, and it's good. It's all good. Don't get me wrong. It is great. But that's time somebody else could be getting, and they're not. And that's what Eddie's alluding to. And, and Eddie's alluding to, it's always been about you hadn't it, CM. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then the Playing course, games, burying other people to get your own stuff in. He was killing it. But that was post the bum remark. The bum remark pissed Eddie off so much. Even <laughs> oh. Eddie was livid. He went, Dude, Taz was like, that's too far. You know, that's pe- too, I guess that's probably a New York thing, right? Well. Or if you call someone a bum, that's like. Dude, well, if you, you've ever seen the Rocky is Philadelphia, but have you ever seen the first Rocky? Yeah. Well, Mickey, Mickey and Rocky aren't, like, Mickey thinks Rocky should have been something and he wasn't. Yeah. Until Rocky, of course, gets this weird chance and, and, and proves that he's got metal. He calls Rocky a bum, and that's the worst thing he could have called him. Yeah. It's horrible. You're a bum. You know what I mean? And that, when he called Eddie a bum, it was on. You know what I mean? And that's when the, glo- the gloves weren't really, Eddie ain't got gloves. 
Eddie, Eddie came out swing. with a steel bar in his fist. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> right. And so we get this great buildup for this epic fight we're going to get. I love the headbutt, by the way. And, well, that was the thing, too. When And I almost think that they, they didn't know what they were going to say to each other. But I do believe that there was a, an agreement. When you tell me that I'm going to quit again, that's when I go for the headbutt. Because when he said, because Punk was listening to him, he got real close to him. He said, "I'm not going. I don't care if I beat you or not. Whatever. Whatever. I'm going to fight you. And when I'm done fighting you, you can go quit for seven years like you did. Boom. Head. Bam, head he didn't get the whole thing out. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. And it was great. And then they fight, and Eddie like has his mouth open like he's Mike Tyson about to he take tried, his ear off. He just tried to get any part of, of CM Punk in his mouth so he can. So bite. good. And I felt so bad for you know who, Red Velvet. She's got to run down a ramp and act like this is the greatest thing, most important thing. And it was a good little matchup she had with the bunny. And she wins. And Jade gets on the stairs. And it is awesome. It also went behind one of the great segments. Like, they'll talk about the segment. <sighs> for, for a long time. If Punk, if Punk goes heel right after this, right, mm-hmm. then this becomes a segment that did that. And it changes everything. Now, he may not go heel after this. But... He may, but he doesn't have to go heel heel anyway. All he has to do is be more of this. Be more of a jerk. Just be more smarky. And I'm going to tell you right now, Triple H sent flowers to Eddie Kingston this week. I guarantee Because <laughs> I've seen the look that Punk had for Eddie. I've seen John Cena have sitting across from CM Punk. I've seen Triple H have. There, I saw, I watched one the other day where it actually is kind of apropos considering the week we had in, in wrestling altogether where... It was Punk, Cena, and Laurinaitis standing there. Yeah. <laughs> and he said something to Laurinaitis about firing somebody over the phone and not being willing to go down and tell him face-to-face or something. And Laurinaitis is looking at him like, mm. and he cuts a look over at Hunter like, are you going to stop him? And Hunter's like, I can't stop him. We're on live TV. I mean, we just got to. We gotta take it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, you know, if he wants to go out there and share some truth, <laughs> you know what I mean? He can do it. And I'm not even, I'm not backstage, so I can't tell him to cut his mic. I, I just have to take this. Like, yeah. and, and, and Cena's sitting over there like, man, you ain't even talking about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're totally going into business for yourself. I'm a, I'm an afterthought in this whole thing somehow, and I'm the biggest thing in wrestling, but not anymore. Now it's punk versus the front office. and which was exactly where Punk wanted to go. Exactly. <laughs> which also lends itself to what Eddie was saying. It's all about you. And until Punk found the front office to be his heel, oh, yeah, yeah. his heel, he wasn't able to create this. Uh, he was the voice of the voiceless in a whiny way for Absolutely. his career. <laughs> and then he became the voice of the voiceless, period. Which was you know beautiful. Okay. Moving right along. The main event of the evening, because Red Velvet goes over, she's going to wrestle Jade to see mm-hmm. who gets TBS. They've they've had again they, they, these matches should be getting better as they go along. This is their like third match together. Yeah, should be pretty good. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we have Cole versus your man Silver. Banger little match. I thought Cole did a great job. He tells stories well. He does. Th- those two dudes we were, were right. moving at like double speed. Is we the crazy were right. Part. Last week we said, I never thought this was a dream match. But then when I think about how it works, it's beautiful. It's and great. It went out there and they did exactly what, like in my head, was the match. And it worked perfectly. Cole gets the dub. And we're going to wind up with 
faction warfare with Cole going against Christian and all them later. I thought this was good. I thought this was good for Silver to be in a singles match that matters kind of like this and for it to work, even though he lost. So you had Cole. You had Daniel Bryan. You had Kenny Omega wrestling guys that aren't considered top guys, making them all matter. And it's great. It's something right. AEW does super well. Here's the funny thing, though, is I've been reading these counterpoints to this. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want your take on this because a lot of people are saying, if Daniel's wrestling every week, it's not special. If Punk's out there every week, it's not special. At some point, it becomes overplay. What do you think? Because I'm the kind of guy, just you know, I'm like, well, I just like watching great matches. I, I love watching care. great matches. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there, too, where it's like, well, none of the matches they've had have really been bland. Like, they've all been quite good, and they've elevated... Whoever the talent, the yeah. Right. So it's like I, I can't super complain. Like I get the over maybe like an extended period of time, but I, I just haven't hit that point yet. Right. I get it. I get it. Daniel it, Bryan goes just, out there and he has a killer match with somebody, and it's like, wow, Daniel Bryan, how cool. Right. Or Brian Danielson, excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. You see him and you're like, oh yeah, he's like one of the best wrestlers in the last 30, 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> he's so good. And you could drop him in to black and white television. Oh, yeah. Saturday night from New York. Or you can drop him into the future, and he would have a great match with whoever. He could wrestle Luthez, and he could wrestle somebody that's not born yet. It would Literally. be a great, great match. Yeah. He could wrestle an alien. It'd be great. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think I've hit that point yet. I don't I don't think I'll hit that point for a while, either. But I can kind of see oversaturation is an issue, specifically in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I get it. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about full Except gear. With Cody specifically. Cody specifically, I cannot get enough of Cody. <laughs> the more Cody I have to watch on my television every week, twice a week. Yeah. The better. Cody Rhodes. Exactly. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> let's go Cody chance getting piped in. Let's go Cody. Okay. So <laughs> let's go to full gear. Britt Baker versus Ty Conti. What do you think? Uh, winner or quality of match? Quality of match. Uh, I hope it'll be good. I think the bigger matches in the women's division they've delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ty Conti, if they build the match around her a little bit, it should be pretty good. Okay. I think I think Britt's, Britt's going to do well. Ty Conti is the... Like, when, when, she, when she does good things, they're great. It's just sometimes, the, again, the connective tissue sometimes falls apart a little bit. Okay. Yeah, Britt goes over, by the way. Britt goes over. Britt goes over. Inner Circle versus America Top Team Scorpio Page in a street fight. I think I'll catch a couple Zs. Wow, dude, if it's cinematic, it's going to be on. It will be fun. I guarantee it will be fun, but yes. I am so sick of this. And it'll probably be it, it'll probably be pretty good. Uh, Inner Circle goes over, though, right? You can't have America's Top Team. I hope not, but yeah, they do go over. You, you really want more of Dan Lambert? No. Dan Lambert of Jericho. Wolf. <sighs> Lucha Bros versus FTR. Banger. Unbelievably good. Match of the night. <laughs> and FTR goes over? FTR goes over. I believe so, too. I believe, like, like you said, I believe they lose to a Luchador team on AAA pay-per-view sometime down the road. I believe that's the way that works. Punk versus Eddie. It's going to be a good match. Who it's wins? It's going to be a brawl. Punk. Punk wins? I think Punk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it right now. Punk don't usually catch color. He's going to catch it the old-fashioned way. Oh, yeah. Eddie's going to hard way him. 
<laughs> Eddie's going to hardware him somewhere in there. Miro versus Brian Danielson. Banger. Mm-hmm. Match Absolute of the, banger. Match of the night. Who wins? Danielson. Dude, I'm I'm going to say, because they can go one of two ways with the title, right? And the t- way they're going to go with the title, I'm going to call Miro. You're gonna okay. Hey, um, I'm I'm open to either match, honestly. Now Darby versus MJF. It should be quite a good match. I think this is going to be a more traditional match than people may be expecting. Darby can do some mat wrestling. MJF's pretty good in every facet. I'm saying uh, MJF goes over though. I think so too, and I think that also has to do with the heavyweight title match because I think they got to line up guys for the new champ. I think that would be a good maybe not top contender but like second contender because the you know the tournaments for the top contender. Exactly. Super Click versus Jungle Boy Christian Lucha. This should be a really fun match. I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to predict that it's going to be probably the most fun match of the night. Right. Uh Super uh I'd say Super Click goes over. Here's the thing with the Super Click going over. They always go over. Yeah, so you think they're gonna you think they're gonna flip the script? No, I think they're gonna do that because I don't think the Superclick's gonna lose everything tonight. Exactly. That's that's what's leading me to believe that too. Is that when Kenny loses uh, in the match I'm looking forward to the most, the main event, Hangman versus Kenny, Omega Page. You, you believe that Page wins? One hundred percent. You think that this is it stays that way? Page is the guy for the next year. The company's on his shoulders. Probably not the next year. I'd say. I'd say that. I feel like they're going to have some shorter reigns. I do think. I do think he goes over a shorter reign than Kenny's had. Yeah. Well, Kenny's had the belt forever now. Well, so it's going to be. Do you think that he'll have the shortest reign of an AEW? The champion? people so far, probably, but that's not like a. Yeah, they've all it's had a low it for bar a to while. clear. Right, right, right. <laughs> as long as it's not more than like three quarters of a year, yeah. I see. That's why I think. That's why I think Danielson has to lose. Because you think Miro versus Page is going to be the match. Well, I think that Miro will lose to Page. You don't think Danielson would? I don't see. I them, get it. I don't see them having. If you put him in a, if you if he loses here, something weird can happen to cost him the match. You know what I mean? And oh yeah. Then Daniels, I would keep. Look, it's not even about winning and losing. You keep a baby face like Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson away from Hangman while he's a champ early on. Yeah. You don't want a 50-50 chant I agree. during a title match with literally you're, you're the guy you're trying new, to put yeah. a rocket launch to the rocket ship, right? Do you think if Danielson wins, <laughs> it's a bad look for Paige then? <laughs> it won't be Paige's fault. It won't be the company's fault. They can book that any way they want. They can have Daniel, or Brian Danielson walk out there and hit him with a shovel. The people are going to pop for anything Brian Danielson does because everybody loves him. You can't help it. He's great. He's put in equity with us. He's put up 20 years of the best matches we've ever seen. You know what I mean? He's wrestled every bad guy that... WWE had to offer that could kill him in one night in a Superdome. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's, he's put in so much equity with us. He's had so many great matches of our, in ROH. He's, he's done, he's done everything he's supposed to do here. He's wrestled all your guys in the middle and made them look better. He's, 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 he's gone from main eventing to not main eventing and did it voluntarily. How am I supposed to dislike that man? Literally. 
He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's out there eating a freaking lettuce sandwich right now. He can't even kill bean. He can't kill a cow. Nothing. And he's he's the guy. How am I supposed to hate him? He's planting a flower when he's done eating his lettuce sandwich. What am I supposed to do with that guy? He's going out there and giving his favorite tree a hug. Yes. Yes. You know, I can't dislike that, dude. You know, I I loved, I still loved his uh, Planet's Champion gimmick. I still think that's probably one of the best looking belts. Best looking like alternate belts, if that makes sense. Well, it's a hemp belt, so. It's dope. It's the best. It is. It's so cool. I really wanted a replica of it. Dual purpose. Exactly. I thought that gimmick was great. I, th- I was thinking about it the other day, especially where he like takes the sandwich and he like throws it down. It's this like most disgusting Dude. sandwich I've ever seen that, that was like served at a stadium and he like throws it down. It's oh my great. god! The the fact that he went out there and told people that trying to preserve planet Earth was the most important thing and that turned him into the biggest heel he'd ever been in his run. It's so over the top, Daniel Bryan. It's great. Yes, he's the best. Okay, so you had a good week, and you're really looking forward to oh full gear. Absolutely. All right, man. Appreciate it. So for my man Jared from EKP, this has been a Go Home Heat production. Copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the Game Project, the GINN Project dot com. Check out our friends at Daily Smart, your one stop shop for all things pro wrestling. Get the app and go home. <laughs>